Let's position. Uh, can't lock in. Talk to me, Hudson. Uh, multiple signals. They're closing. They're closing. They're closing. They're closing. They're There is still good in the world. <laughs> oh my lord! Finally, the two greatest like theme <laughs> tunes coming together. Of course, the cabin in the woods. And who made that aliens mix? Well, that was uh, that was someone that seriously just came across on Instagram. Mm. He goes by the uh, the name of One Take Jake. That's O N E underscore Take Jake, mm-hmm. and he just remixes classic horror and sci fi. With, like, real-time video as well. It's fucking super cool. I know. It's so awesome. I listened to this, like, alien one. Like, I love it so much. Like, I want him to, like, drop it on Spotify. Yeah. And just make it longer because I would legit listen to that all day. He does another Aliens one. I have heard that one as yeah. well. He's got Robocop, Predator, oh. Aliens. It's just good shit. Just proves every now and then you find something on the internet that just makes you happy. And- I know. Yeah. And you just, like... This is my people. This yeah. makes me happy. You know what? That's like sometimes every now and then, and, and it doesn't even have to be anything in particular that will just trigger it, but every now and then I just stop and I think about that time Robocop shot <laughs> that rapist in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> it just it makes me happy. Everyone remembers where they were the first time I saw them. <laughs> it's Robocop. like when JFK got shot, but good. Yeah, yeah. It just... <laughs> moment of joy yeah. to my life and you're like oh, so good how old were you when you first saw robocop um again uh my name is liz i've had many concussions and i have no concept of time it's a concussion, and it has jim beam written on it <laughs> bourbon and cola it's still a cushion <laughs> get me a can of cushion yeah. um, more gabbin in the woods merch coming your way can of cushion fucking drink koozies. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. Fuck yeah, we'll do that. Little can coolers. I yeah. love it. Um yes, I was a child. Yeah. Like like not old enough. Not yet a woman. Yeah. <sighs> But not a child. It was Broken Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you were marrying age. It's a grey area. Ooh, those miners get lonely. But yeah, it was a it was a beautiful time. It was a beautiful time. I still remember the first time I saw it. I went to a friend's, so I was in grade three at school. Mm. Went to a friend's sleepover and his mm. dad didn't give a fuck. His dad was a milkman Excellent. and he just wanted oh, to well. sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so he didn't give a fuck what we watched. Yeah. And he let us hire whatever the hell we want. We got some bullshit. Like I think we got like 
fucking Mac and Me or something like that. And and Robocop. And we all watched Robocop at like one in the morning, at like nine year olds just going, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and the satire went straight over our heads, so yeah. we just took the whole thing literally. But no, but yeah, it grains some like good, like it taught you early. Don't be a piece of shit rapist. Yeah, you know, don't buy a crap car. Yeah, um, you know, don't become a company man. Yeah, and it sowed the seeds of the fact that neoliberalism is evil. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Oh, that's the, you know what? That's what's missing. Like it, it's a good thing. I mean, you look at like the movies like RoboCop and. Like, oh, and the Starship Troopers. Yeah. Even, do you know what I mean? There's stuff going on um, that I just don't see in a lot of, like, you know, modern films. Well, no, because Paul Verhoeven's European and he's allowed to have an opinion. But then <laughs> then you saw, like, the remake. The remake of Robocop in 2014, oh. which... Can I tell you a really non-politically correct story about that? Oh, my Lord. As long as you keep... Everyone's wife's name out of your <laughs> mouth. I think we'll be fine. All right. Well, why not? Fuck okay, it. Okay, so it's a fucking terrible film. It's oh, it's so bad. Great actors. So bad. Like, you know, great. It was a really good cast. Why is Gary Oldman in that? Why is Gary Oldman in that? Keaton's in shit. that. Michael Keaton's in that. Yeah, I could kind of live with that. Oh, no. Michael Keaton's a god. You leave him alone. Anyway, so the whole thing's been recast. The corporation isn't evil. It's one lone actor within a benevolent machine. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, here in South Australia, uh, cinemas were basically dying at that time because Netflix had just come along. Like Everything was just being killed. Like Pirate Mm. Bay was killing everything. Yeah. So there were many times where you could get very cheap movie tickets during the day. I'm talking like five bucks. Yeah. I'm a stand-up comic. I got no money. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I go and see a I go and see like a, a screening that's at like maybe nine thirty in the morning. Yeah. On a Tuesday. Yeah. And I get in for like five dollars. Yeah. I'm the only person in there. Whole cinema. Yeah. Then a group of twenty kids come in. Yeah. They're coming in as part of a school group. Yeah. This is where things get a bit shady, <laughs> but trust me, it redeems itself. Uh huh. Because they were um, children with disabilities. Yeah. And, of course, they they deserve to go see movies and all that kind of stuff, but they obviously recognise that some kids who maybe vocalise mm-hmm. without, you know, they, they don't have a handle on that. Yeah. Various, um, you know, cognitive conditions can yeah, mean yeah. that they're not the best mix for a large cinema audience. Yeah. So they go on these super quiet days. Yeah. So it's just me and 20 kids with severe cerebral palsy. Yes. Watching this movie. Yes. The beautiful thing about it was. Yes. They thought it was bullshit too. <laughs> but they didn't keep quiet about it. So every time something really bad happened, you'd yeah. just hear this, and I was like, fuck yeah, you're fucking right. <laughs> you're saying what we're all thinking, man. <laughs> you're saying what I was thinking in the 80s. <laughs> that I didn't have the guts to say out loud. Good on you, kid. Exactly. Good on you. <laughs> What's your foot there? I think you kicked the dog. I did. Sorry, accidentally. No, I just moved my foot. Yeah, and he grumbled. I'm sorry, Bobby. Yeah, we're babysitting a dog underneath the table. This is an unscripted, very low-budget podcast. Do you know my worst cinema experience? Yeah. Okay. Is that the one where you locked yourself in a toilet? Oh, no, besides that. Okay. Um, oh, and besides that time I walked in, a guy was giving himself a whoop-whoop in the back row. But, Ooh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I freaked my friend out when he goes, i got a blowjob in the cinema. I'm like, you know they've got night vision cameras in there. <laughs> like, you're on a fucking Christmas reel now. <laughs> like, what? It's like, yeah, how do you think they catch people vandalising shit? Yeah. Night vision cameras. Oh, no. Oh, my Lord. Well, I remember I was, uh, 
you know, I was on one of those journeys, and you know, you have like the, you know, the layovers, you know, between when one, you know, oh, you're on a plane, plane journey. You know, uh, no, I'm not that rich. I was on a train. <laughs> uh, I was getting on a train waiting for a bus. But, you know, you've got that, like, layover. Yeah. You know, like, eight hours. You're like, fuck, what do I want to do? Anyway, so in those eight hours, as we were, like, <laughs> like getting to the journey, I realized, oh, my God, like, my period started. Yeah. And I got crippling cramps. Oh, dear. Like, it was just absolute crippled. And I'm like, I'm ruined. The Dr. Zeus period pain. Crippling cramps. (laughs) Crippling cramps. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Like, so everything I was going to do in the city is just out because I'm like, fuck it. I just want to sit down and just just be angry. Yeah. And just have all of the air, you know, the heaters on. Um, So I'm like, fuck. And again, it was like early. What am I going to do? There was a cinema pretty much opposite. Yeah. You know, for like the bus. So I'm like, I'm going to go to the cinema. Um, so I'm like, I just, I need something to take my mind off the horrendousness that is my period. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm sitting there going, this is the worst moment of my life. Went in. Do you know what I bought a ticket for? No. Waterworld. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Turns out there is something worse than the worst period pain of your life. You went and saw Wet Max. It's called Waterworld. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. I, like, my ovaries crawled out of that cinema. They were like, fuck it. We don't care. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So, yeah, I feel your pain. That was a genuinely terrible film. Mm, mm, so bad. So bad. I wish you had your film buddies with you for that one. <laughs> well, I was like, oh my God. I remember one, uh, a friend and I, we went to the cinema and I, I hate people who like talk through the movies. Like you should be allowed. You, you hate that? Yes. Oh, wow. People who were just like, oh, I'm just going to yeah, talk about fucked. shit. Yeah, like yeah. just fuck off. Yeah. Um, I talk a lot. I don't talk through animals. I'm not a fucking mo- like a monster. Yeah, yeah. I'm not fucking Putin. Calm down. <laughs> Anyway, except there's sometimes where stuff needs to be said. And we were in a cinema. It was my friend and I. I don't know who the other, like, six people were in the cinema, but they were my best friends ever. Oh, really? In the world. Because you have never heard just at just the right moment. It was... What was that Arnold Schwarzenegger film in his later career where he's a cop and they're trying to get the Mexican drug dealer stop him from getting over the border into Mexico? It's got Johnny Knoxville in it. Oh. Is that- oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he's like a corrupt cop. No, he's a good cop. Oh, okay. Yeah. But oh. it's – no, the corrupt cop is the lady cop who's let the drug dealer get free from the federal – Anyway, yeah. So <laughs> we're there. Anyway, this one moment, like little Harry Teet stands and like, like someone knocks on a door and he gets blown away, like literally blown across the room yeah. with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just sitting here, and in the darkness, that happens. And the way that it does it, you're thinking it's hilarious, but we don't want to seem like a psychopath in the cinema. Just in the darkness, you just hear this voice up the back. <laughs> <laughs> few little reactions like that and my friend and i were like oh my god i only want to see movies from now on with these six people <laughs> hilarious but yeah anyway side story it, it really other people in the cinema i'm saying can make or break an experience for yeah, you yeah yeah i can see why rich people get home cinemas mm, mm. when we get that fucking james cameron money i'm not putting up with fucking public cinemas no god I'm getting my own private vegan theatre with my <laughs> chairs with, like, genuine carrot skin and you know, live that vegan dream. <laughs> carrot skin? Yeah. 
I thought they make it out of agave and stuff. Well, like yeah, okay. There's mushrooms and there's pineapple, but so I, all the, all the shit from Jules Verne, Jenny to the center of the earth, shoes made out of mushrooms. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Fair enough. Yeah, I was, you know, I was trying to be funny, but that's okay. <laughs> um, that's all quick. We can draw attention to it, but that's all right. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> what's been happening? <laughs> Well, there's uh, 1,600 pages of UFO documents got dumped onto some poor what? unsuspecting person this week. What? What, literally from the sky? No, no. So there was, you know, lots of FOIs and all that sort of stuff. But I'll just read you a headline. UFOs left radiation burns and unaccounted for pregnancies, new Pentagon report claims. That sounds like a Motley Cure... Motley Crew tour. That's what. That's that all that is. Like to yeah. me. <laughs> ET put a phone in my pussy and then called my dad. Like it was fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah, 1,500 pages of this shit. Like this, yeah, fuck me dead. So these are just like like people who've called up and like the Pentagon and told them or what yeah, is Yeah, so it? like here's the problem that you've got these days is that stuff comes out and it says it's a Pentagon report, but the Pentagon has to include kooky shit they've had reported to them. Okay. Like yeah. Yuri Geller saying that I can bend spoons and oh, that's good to go on their report. It's uh, like any public organisation that gets contacted by the public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it, it's that old it's that old legal trick of if you can't hide the truth, bury it in as much evidence as humanly possible. <laughs> there is one paragraph in there yeah. that would blow our minds yeah. if anyone ever bothered to like read far ahead to get to that paragraph. Yeah. I know that you don't um I know that you don't follow this stuff because you ironically enough do have a life. Yeah. But some of the shit that's coming out lately. Like what? Oh, like there's all these theories that um the UFOs are actually a type of human that have actually just splintered off from us in, in terms of an, like an evolutionary tree and you they went and hid underground. And, the X-Men? Well, yeah, basically, but kind of like a cross between the X-Men and Atlantis and there's like credible people pushing this. It's like, what the fuck? Like, this is hard enough for me to be taken serious. I have a Catholic family and I'm the weirdo. <laughs> So they're basically they're just saying some like smart people got a house together, built a spaceship, um, that kind of thing. That kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know why I call that bullshit? Why it's bullshit? You know why it's bullshit? Because all of this, where it's all like, oh, you know, like oh, we're building rockets and we're flying around the world. No piece of shit that has ever been invented by anybody, no matter how smart they are was always built on the back of poor people. <laughs> so if this is a room full of like really smart, like wealthy people, they ain't doing shit. I guarantee not one of them is doing hard labor to like work out that metal to like beat those sheets together. They're not doing it. They're always <laughs> welding. Nobody called Sebastian Doyle the fifth is fucking welding the like Head gamp Lee, whatever it is of the car together of your spaceship. I don't know. What is that bit? Your bonnet. Holy shit. <laughs> How rich are you? You don't even know what a hood is. <laughs> I know what a hood rat is. Oh. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It's like bullshit. These super intelligent people. Yeah. Now, nah, if there was no one like poor there to make it, they ain't doing shit, mate. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Super advanced. There's always going to be someone at the bottom of the rung in a super There's advanced civilization. Always. You know what? That's why I really liked the um, uh, District 5 movie. Because, like, those aliens that, like, were left were basically just, like, the workers. Yeah. 
you know, and you're just like, oh, what the fuck? Like, we didn't know how to fly the spaceship. Like, we literally just make the spaceships. We yeah. don't fly the spaceships. That's how it really would be. Yeah. You know? But anyway, yeah. I'm still on Titanic. <laughs> still, I'm still a worked up fucking rich people just fucking <laughs> off, leaving the workers behind. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. And Elon Musk just bought fucking, what, 5% of Twitter or something fucked up? Oh, no, I think it was 9%. 9%? Yeah. There you go. Oh, my God. May as well own the thing that occasionally plummets the fucking share price of Tesla. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Seriously, it's like Bezos and Musk are in like, and these fucking, well, not the Russian billionaires anymore. Um, but like, it's like the billionaires are just in a race to see who can be the first person to literally own all the shit. Yeah. You know, like, soon, just just one of them is just going to own everything, and then every human being on the earth works for that person. Yet, not one of them has a monocle. Well, not in public. Not in public. I reckon Bezos does. Oh, you know he does. Yeah, he fucks a Boston Dynamic robo dog <laughs> with his monocle on, pretending he's the guy from Monopoly. I reckon Bezos has an ass monocle. There, I'm saying. <laughs> it's like a fucking that's his death ray. <laughs> it's not my ass monocle. It's my death ray. And he's trying to work out a way how that he can use it to shoot it from space. (laughs) One day, the sun will shine out my ass. (laughs) And with this death ray conical lens, I will focus it upon union members. Oh, my God. But you know what? You know what's the only thing that can defeat Bezos's ass ray? (laughs) His (laughs) ex-wife? Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) We know that will bring all of Bezos's plans. Just fall to crumbles as soon as Leo walks in the room. Why is he pinching his girlfriends or something? Yeah, did you, did you not see that footage? No. Oh, I swear we've talked about this. Did I not just tell you that I live in a cupboard and read about UFOs? Oh, my God. It was at some, like, fancy schmanky, like, I'm a billionaire, you know, like, yeah. event. Or I'm, like, a super hot celebrity. Um, and it's all these, like, just billionaires, like, milling around. And yeah. Bezos was there with his, like, lady friend. Yeah. He's like, oh, here I am. I sleep with billionaires, you know, for money. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing wrong with it. You go, girl. No. Get that money. Um, so she was <laughs> with Bezos and then basically just like, you know, Leo just sort of stood up like near her. She dropped Bezos so quick <laughs> and was just like, was just looking at Leo, just like, ah, ah, like laughing his jokes. And then awkwardly, like Bezos like comes around and is trying to like, I don't know, get like her attention, just sort of like hanging on. Like if I stand near the cool kids, yeah. people, I might get involved in this conversation. She completely, she has no idea Bezos is there. She has completely like, she has already packed her bags and like moved out of their like one bedroom studio apartment <laughs> for like Leo, Leonardo. And then eventually Leo just like, you know, yeah. And like walks on. Yeah. Um, and she's just like, oh, oh. <laughs> well, there's only so much money you can spend, isn't there? And you got to make that choice. Do I go with the multi-millionaire actor or do I move back in with that fucking bold villain and let him thumb his fucking flaccid cock into me once every three weeks? <laughs> well, he wears his monocle. Yeah. You, know, you know what? Honestly, Leonardo DiCaprio could owe money. Like, she would have to go get a job <laughs> if she, like, got with Leo, if he was in that situation. Yeah. And she'd still be – it wouldn't be a choice. She would have taken it. Yeah. She'd taken Leo. Yeah. And it's just so fabulous. Just – you're looking at him with all these, like, trillions of dollars just being humiliated <laughs> like the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> Someone truly beautiful appears. There you go. Yeah. So. Well, that's the free market for you, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> that's the free market, mate. Yeah. Don't. If only there was some kind of union <laughs> that could control your employees. 
Oh, this market-based solution to my fucking inadequate sex is oh just... Oh, my God. Oh. oh, my God. I've never seen the free market better described. That's fucking brilliant. You reap what you sow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, Google it. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful moment. Will do. And it doesn't matter, like, you know, wherever you are, you know, whatever kind of, like, shitty place you're living in right now. You know, even if you're living in your car, you know? Yeah. This is going to bring some joy to your life to just be like, oh, you got all the money. Suck it. You Don't still getting, shit. Still getting ghosted. <laughs> still getting ghosted. <laughs> I'm going to buy Tinder and kick all the other men off it. <laughs> just everything you swipe is just one picture of Bezos. <laughs> and just occasionally is animated. Like, you're going to have to swipe left eventually. Oh, fuck. It's just Bezos with a fish. Bezos with another fish. Bezos with all the fish. <laughs> One with a monocle. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah. <sighs> Speaking so, of, <laughs> no, what you say? No, no. I was about to say. So apart from his his anal death rate, what are we talking about this well, week? I was going to say. Speaking of the miracles of nature, hey, that brings us to this week's topic. What are we dealing with? Would you believe? Oh my lordy! Well, the year. Picture it. The year was 1990. Oh, I can picture that well. I was there. The Hubble Space Telescope would be launched and the film Ghost would become the number one film of the year. Oh, making pottery sexy again. Oh, my love. This same year, children playing in the hillside rocks of a sand and gravel mine. It was a different time. Okay. In the 1990s. <laughs> children playing would uncover... Their own ghosts of the past. Making their way down a slope, one of the children triggered a slide, releasing things from their gravelly tomb. (laughs) Bones trickled down the mountain with the gravel. The children stood terrified. One of the children ran home to tell his mother what he and his friends had just found. His mother quite simply did not believe this elaborate and somewhat grisly tale. That is until her son produced one of the two human skulls. What the fuck? He and his friends had found. Take that to show and tell at school. Holy shit. The police sealed off the area as a crime scene. And slowly, 29 graves were discovered. Fuck. 29. The police feared it was the work of a serial killer. Just six years ago, a serial killer had been arrested and convicted. Many of his victims had been murdered in Connecticut. But these bones were much older than that. These bones were over a century old. Oh, At first, they suspected they had perhaps unearthed unmarked graves. Yeah. But one of the graves was not like the others. Oh, no. In this grave, the head had been dislocated from the spine. The femurs severed and placed in an X across the body, but below the skull, which was now face down in its own rib cage. Okay. Why had this body been desecrated? Why indeed? That why was clear and simple to the folks all those years ago. There was no 
why do this? Maybe a why God, but never a why not? Oh, dear. Because when a devil comes a knocking at your family's door, you better be ready to dance. What the fuck? In this week's episode of the Jewett City Vampires. Or John the Vamp. <laughs> or the Lost Jewett City Boys. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Now, a total of 29 graves were eventually uncovered. It appeared to be a small rural graveyard whose markings had mostly been lost over time. The graveyard site held the remains of various family members of two families, the Walton family and the Ray family. The Connecticut state archaeologist was brought in to examine the graves, which seemed at first to be a colonial era cemetery often found near remote farming locations of the late 1700s and early 1800s. As expected for that area, many of the graves were of children. Of course. That was the day. Well, they didn't fucking behave, did they? (laughs) Buried in simple wooden coffins, nothing fancy, no markers remaining. No jewellery, simple attire. Their arms either down by their sides or folded across their chest as if in a gentle sleep. Most of the coffins were like this. But then they unearthed the stone crypt. Stone crypt, you say? Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> Nothing ominous about this whatsoever amongst the dead children. I kind of want to be buried in a stone coffin with silver chains around it now. The crypt, nearly several feet tall, large flat rocks sealed the tomb. Okay. Carefully, they moved away the large rocks. Someone has clearly gone to a lot of effort, okay, (laughs) to seal this shit, all right? This is like, oh, my God, let me guess, white, white people, white people. We're like, oh, wow, this has clearly been seen, you know, for a demonic purpose, white people. Oh, my God, let's open it up like it's Christmas Day. You gotta forget. You gotta remember though. This is also 1990, so this is peak Generation X, and you got some young, fucking, you know, grungy-looking research student from Caltech who's just come through. She's wearing long johns and a ripped fucking flannel shirt. She's like, "Oh, whatever, man." I'm just listening to Mud Honey. You know, I don't care. My parents divorced. Whatever, man. If there's a curse, oh, I don't give a fuck. It's about anything. I'm a child of divorce, man. Oh, Sonic Youth is my favorite band. Look at my shoes. Oh, oh. God. You see, they're like that cover where they like had sex with puppets. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. Dirty album. That was pretty fucking good, though. Had that guy, Jason Lee, who did like a skateboard trick on the 100% film clip. wonder what he's going to end up doing later on. I hope he doesn't make some terrible TV sitcom. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> I actually really love My Name is Earl. Someone's a little bitter. No, I've, I actually love Jason Lee. He's a fucking cool dude. Okay. Stereo Sound Skateboards. Cool fucking skateboard company. Oh, there you go. There you go. I'm, I'm just surprised he had a job, but there we go. No, no, very successful. Oh, there you go. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? Selling out. Oh, it worked. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> when are we going to learn that lesson? Oh, fuck. Oh. We're trying. Do we have anything to sell out? <laughs> My mouth. <laughs> in the in the wasteland. You are, you are literally one apocalypse way at any moment. <laughs> Oh, Lord. So the white people moved away the large rocks to discover a coffin painted red like the devil himself. Jesus. 
with brass tacks pinned into the top of the coffin that spelled the letters J B. J. Oh, no. Da, da, That's my da. initials. <laughs> oh my god! Are you about to have like a case K- Soze moment? Oh no! You drop your coffee cup. <laughs> I'm the dead vampire. Oh, <laughs> what a quinky dink! At first, they saw feet. Tarantino. <laughs> Where you would expect them at the bottom of the coffin. So nothing weird here so far. Looking at the feet, everything seems fine, legit, not a problem. Yeah. But as they removed the next two stones. <laughs> like some demonic Jenga. <laughs> things really began to get weird. Okay. As the rest of the skeleton had been completely rearranged. Okay. The thigh bones had been removed from their usual anatomical position and were now laying, as I said, in an X position over the ribs. They were no longer connected to the knee bone. (laughs) How many times do you think that just the the hokey pokey just like broke out? If I was an orthopedic surgeon, if I was an orthopedic surgeon, I would totally hum that tune all the time. Knee bone. Oh my god, you know what? That's how you you freak someone out while you're giving them an exam. You're like, yes, yes, we'll go into the surgery and then we'll just take the third bone that's connected to the hip. We'll do the hip bone. (laughs) (laughs) That's a long prank. 14 years of study. (laughs) Worth it. Worth it. My my long prank didn't work. What? Are you still doing it with your son? No, it doesn't it didn't work. Oh what? So I was I was playing my son the theme to well you know the mm-hmm. fucking the tonal thing from Close Encounters of the Third mm-hmm. Kind. Yeah. Like while he was sleeping, since he was a baby. Yeah. So that he would like form a memory around it. Yeah. And then when he sees the movie just goes, I've been hearing that's that my whole life. Yeah. Played in the movie, didn't work. I you know, I think you've gone too soon. Oh, I probably have. Because he's got he's got like attention deficit, like Yeah. Yeah. I need to have another kid. Start again. That's not happening. <laughs> oh my god! It's just someone takes Luke. I'm not sure she's on board. <laughs> she's not coming home from the gym. <laughs> Where's the dog? <laughs> yeah, the dog will just disappear one day. Be like, I know Luke went out for cigarettes and a liter of milk and just never came back. Oh, look, we all knew it's the your relationship is going to end that way. It's yeah. just it's, it's a matter of time. Yeah, she's got too much common sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once this concussion wears off, she's fucking out of here. Oh, Lord. So, yes, thigh bones removed were now laying in an X position over the ribs. The head had been chopped off. Oh, dear. And the skull now rested face down in the chest cavity. The state archaeologist Bellatoni said, quote, it looked like a skull and crossbones motif. A Jolly Roger. I'd never seen anything like it. Dead person who's been rearranged in a morbid thing or the first ever Transformer? <laughs> the bones were taken back to the lab where test shows that the beheading and the other injuries, including a breaking of the ribs, it seems to have... trying to open up the chest cavity. Yeah. It seemed to have happened at least five years after JB's death. What the fuck? So they dug him up, did things to him. Oh, gets lonely in Connecticut. And then resealed him again. The red coffin had also been smashed and destroyed. 
The other graves were all normal and were all taken for reburial, but not JB, as he would be called by investigators. <laughs> it's fairly informal for a guy who's likely a demon. <laughs> yeah, but likely Satan. I guess Satan's a bit formal. <laughs> we'll call him Sam. The unholy one. <laughs> the unkeen. Lucifer Christ. Old LC. Yeah. JB was transported to the National Museum of Health and Medicine in Washington, D.C. to see if they could uncover the secrets of this mysterious corpse. It was during this research that there was they realised this was no ordinary body. <laughs> okay. This was not just the corpse of a 50-year-old white male. No, this was the body of a vampire! Can they, like, test for that now at Ancestry.com or something? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Can you imagine if you got that back? Oh, my fifth uncle uh, removed from, like, the 1800... No, is alive. Is alive. <laughs> Desk job in Connecticut. Hey, who who would have known? Who knew? <laughs> Works for DNH Parcels. <laughs> Very good at compacting things. <laughs> Oh no, surely no. You'd be on the you'd be on the night shift run. Surely. Oh yeah, of course. Imagine you'd set up your own business because you wouldn't have any overheads. You wouldn't have to pay for a truck. You wouldn't have to pay for registration. You'd just turn into like a thousand bats and just pick up your thousand parcels and just fly them. You're you're literally talking about Amazon's plans for expansion. <laughs> They're not talking about drones. They're just <laughs> bats. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> now, if we travel back in time. At the beginning of the 18th century, mm-hmm. Henry Ray and his wife Lucy lived just outside Jewett City, Connecticut, on a rural farm. There they managed to raise five healthy children into adulthood. Holy fuck! No small feat in the wow. 1800s. Yeah, whatever they were doing, they were doing it right. Wow. Yeah, who got five? Who got five out of five? Five for five. That's hard to do now. <laughs> yeah. But then Henry started feeling tired. Oh. Although it is fair to say that this was colonial America. People lived a hard life and every day was a battle to survive against nature, disease, people with guns, the rightful owners of the land. (laughs) But Henry was feeling even more tired than usual. How was his wife? (laughs) Haven't punched out five little Connecticut's. Oh, thrashed. <laughs> if anyone should have been tired, it should have been Lucy Ray. <laughs> More thrashed than the curbing in that Sonic Youth 100% film clip. <laughs> Jason Calm. Lee just thrashing over vagina with a skateboard. Calm down, Jason Lee. <laughs> oh, Lord. Henry stopped eating. Oh, he no. would try to eat, but he just didn't feel like it. Then the pain in his chest started. Okay. He seemed to always have a fever or a chill. Each night he would sweat profusely, his skin becoming pale and sticky. Henry did not want to go into the field to farm. He wanted to sleep all day. His wife would hear him cough throughout the day as he slept. Were they... Cannabis farmers, <laughs> by any chance? Story. Hey, welcome, James Belushi. Here's the history of your family. How they got their farm? Uh, chest pains, coughing, doesn't want to work. Yeah. Oh. This is an anti-cannabis propaganda film, ready to be made. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, then. Okay, now this is a weird fucking 18th century name. I don't know how to say this. Lemuel. Don't look at me. I can't even read it. Capital L E M U E L. Yeah, let's go with Lemuel. Lemuel. That'll do. I mean, I know you just had kids to use them as slave labor, but don't literally <laughs> call them Lemuel. <laughs> oh my God, this is them trying to posh it up. Be yeah. like, yeah, if we say the mule in French. <laughs> Before they had like Mercedes and all these kind of names you could give a bogan kid. Like a Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> this is Lemuel. <laughs> Le Donkey. This is Le Goat. Le Commodore. <laughs> Oh, this yeah. is Le Croc. This is the really fancy one. Oh, you you know, it could be worse. They could call their kid fucking Apple. <sighs> then Lemuel, one of their fit adult sons, in his early 20s, mm-hmm. soon began to tire also. His skin growing pale and clammy, and he too sought the comfort of his bed all day. Then... Eliza. Elijah? Elijah. Elijah. Yeah. Um, another adult son also grew pale and refused to eat. Lucy watched in horror as her once virile husband and two of her farm's strong sons <laughs> wasted away. No. All that man meat gone to waste. Oh, no. It was almost, almost as if their life force was being drained away from them. Then they all began to cough blood. What the? Okay, so they've got tuberculosis. Sometimes it would trickle from their mouths as they slept, their eyes sinking further and further inside their skulls. Lucy tried everything the doctor recommended, but nothing helped. This is definitely an anti-marijuana propaganda film. The son, Lemuel, died Oh. A withered husk from the man he had once been. That's how Jason Momoa is going to end when we get married, <laughs> by the way. Just on a side note. Just like a girlfling in the Skeksy machine. Just it, yeah, it will not be a vampire curse. I literally drained that man dry. <laughs> He'll need to be Aquaman. He'll need to be in the ocean because as fast as that liquid is going in, I am taking it out. <laughs> Permission to come aboard? Permission granted. <laughs> I just know it's your house because there's like fucking crates of pineapple juice just being delivered every single day. <laughs> I do have a sweet tooth. <laughs> do you know there was a university in Australia that mm. ran a study? Fuck, I don't know why I'm bringing this up. This is this is the we- sexual pervert. This is the why. weird ephemera that's in my head. They uh, they did a study into the volume of male ejaculate mm. based on the vegetables that you ate. Oh, okay, yeah. The number one for a big old honking load? Yeah. Celery. I fucking hate celery. Just imagine the actual study, though. <laughs> Just study number one, like you're fucking Will Smith in I Am Legend. Sample number 45B, courgette. Ugh. Ugh. Sample number 45C, celery. Ugh. I applaud. Okay, I applaud the guy who figured out that how he could subsidize his university <laughs> and get them to pay for the vegetables while he wanked. <laughs> Hats off to you, mate. Yeah, at least he didn't do fucking Louis C.K. and like <sighs> subject his co-workers to it. Yeah, at least he asked the vegetables permission. <laughs> anyway, no Grammys in it though, are there? Can you believe? If, on a side note, fucking Grammys gave Louis C.K. 
A fucking Grammy. A fucking Grammy. That's unreal, isn't it? How about a Lifetime Achievement Award for Cosby while we're at it? Yeah. Well, seriously, that's the next thing. I just looked at that and I was literally, I'm like, oh, so uh, all the women of the world, we can go fuck ourselves then, can we? Hey, can yeah. we Grammys? Yeah. Should we just go get fucked? That's what you're saying. That's what you're endorsing. Go get fucked or watch Louie do it at you. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Good time to be alive. Yeah. Fucking bullshit. Thank you, white panel of male judges. You made a great decision there for humanity. Fucking pieces of shit. You should wither and fucking wish you'd go grey and fucking. So he was a withered husk from the man <laughs> he had once been. Then Father Henry coughing away his blood and his life force in his bed also died followed quickly by the other elijah yeah right or elias elias just, or elias just call him eli or eli or blah 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 <laughs> three of the strongest men in the family all dead within a 6 year period as they wasted away all three men were laid to rest in the local area graveyard. But then, then a third son, Henry, began to cough and developed a fever. This is getting suspicious. The family held a meeting. They long had their suspicions, but now, <laughs> now they were certain. Yeah. But this time the family was ready. They knew exactly what they were facing, and they were prepared to fight. It was environmental pollution, wasn't it? Their family had been hit by a dark and evil curse. Tuberculosis. And that curse... Was poisoned water. Was the curse... Potentially inbreeding? Of vampires! Of course it was. I was looking to science. Oh, 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 that's where you made your first mistake, sir. I mean, clearly, they're wasting away. They're a bit pasty. Logically, scientifically, it's vampires. You could never Aaron Brockovich this shit, could you? Oh, no other option even considered, because frankly, why waste time? (laughs) I mean, you can't waste time when you have, you know, vampires, Nosferatu, the undead, the unclean. Witches. The bloodied, sullied. <laughs> the living dead to fight. <laughs> so the family and possibly some of the wider farming community. Yeah, see, farming, the wider farming community is never a good basis for academic research in the 1700s. <laughs> good, good decisions were never made by the quote-unquote wider farming, farming community. community. <laughs> so they gathered with some of the wider farming community in the area They all believed a vampire or vampires Had been stalking the surrounding area And had been feeding on farmers and their families Killing them, draining them of their life force And turning their victims into blood suckers Or hollowed out shells Stands to reason. Mm, clearly. Mm. I, don't, I don't know what more evidence you need. I know. Now let's all go back to our diet of tallow <laughs> and turnips <laughs> and fuck our cousins. Mm, mm. Nothing's wrong here. Mm, mm. Sure, I've been eating nothing but candles and twine <laughs> during the winter, but I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be fine. 
Oh, I got a minute of sun. <laughs> that should do me. I exposed my anus to the sun. Eat your asbestos. <laughs> so clearly, clearly, I think we've established beyond a doubt. You'd agree with me. It's clearly vampires. Clearly. I mean, the, in the absence of all other available things they could have possibly considered, mm. it's mm. definitely a vampire. Definitely. You know, you would, you would set out, you'd get the Frog Brothers on board and proceed accordingly. Yeah. So the surviving members of the family quickly set about digging up the recently buried Ray family members. Okay. Fearing that they had been returning for poor Henry. Oh, no. So remember, yeah, there was one that had been buried, you know, for a few years. One that was still kind of recent, you know. Yeah. Bit juicy. Bit juicy. Juicy is what we're going for. Yeah. And there's like a lot of other people in the wider farming community. Why aren't they eating them? Well, no, come on. It was back in the day. You did your own hard work. Come on. <laughs> come on. And these waste not want not vampires. When I say that I'm going to help you, I mean that I am going to like hold the torch and look at you do it. That's I'm not actually doing any of the hard labor. No. Like, <laughs> you're a family member, mate. You're a vampire. Deal with it. I got garlic at home. I don't need this shit. They didn't have garlic. <laughs> it's literally before Netflix is what you did. Yeah, true. Yeah. Wow. Vampire burning and chill. <laughs> Actually, I kind of like the sound of that. <laughs> so they bring them up to the surface. Juicy. Mm-hmm. The family smashed open the coffins of their dearly departed. They then... Broke into their chest cavities. See, this is a big step. <laughs> Escalated quickly from, I thought maybe we were just gonna, you know, maybe sprinkle some holy water or, you know, maybe just, yeah, put some garlic on them. But, okay, no, we're, we're cutting open the chest. Okay, yeah. we're getting, we're, 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 you're getting in there. Yeah. You know that book Total Recall that hasn't been written for 200 years? <laughs> well, I want to make Klaatu out of Uncle fucking, what's his face? <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Yeah, Uncle Ray. Yeah, getting in there, getting in there. So they broke into the chest cavity and pulled out their hearts. Oh my God. Pulled them out. Juicy. They fucking made them tough and dumb. Juicy heart of your husband and two sons. Shit. Pulled them out. Yeah. Yeah. Talima. <laughs> so they pulled them out. They literally did a Kalima. They pulled their hearts out of their chest and then set the hearts afire. How? Hearts are very thick, dense muscle. He's a country baby. You've got to learn how to adapt, survive, overcome. Yeah. I mean, you know, that trick with the two stones? Put a bit of kindling around it? Get into it, mate. Fucking hell. You think you'd have a barbecued? <laughs> uh, so they set the hearts on fire. The remaining family members gathered around the fires to breathe the smoke in deeply what to their the lungs. Fuck? Well, clearly, it's to give them strength against future vampire attacks. Or all the marijuana went with those guys (laughs) and now they're Cheech and Chonging them. We got to smoke the ashes, man. Fuck. Oh, my God. Can we release like a designer bag of weed that we just call Uncle Ray's heart? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. Uh, So they breathe in the smoke deeply. Then they set fire to the bodies 
and ensured that they burnt to the bone. So what they didn't, they didn't like get down there. And like, so I'm assuming that this is like double death, mm-hmm. no comebacksies, mm-hmm. vampire killing. Yes. Like yep. the fact that they've actually had to shift earth and break through a coffin wasn't enough for them. Well, no, because that's what vampires do. You like, you wake up, you climb out, dust yourself off, you know. Like Kill Bill style. Yeah. You know, just punch your way out. Ah, ah, ah. Okay. But surely that would leave punch marks. You know, go, well, no, because you're a vampire, you know. So I'm sure you'd use your weird vampire magic. Yeah. Who's who's worried about losing his Airbnb deposit, apparently. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just because you're a vampire doesn't mean you're reckless with your cash, all right? Or you're Yelp Actually, yeah. I mean, they're not they're, they're not overeating. They're attacking the same few people. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like they're doing fucking better than we do. These, they're not gorging themselves, to be are, honest. They are practically vegans. Yeah. Given, given the era they lived in. They were the vegans of their day. Yeah, they were. <laughs> Irresponsible. Yeah. Well, we'll call them vegetarians. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, so yeah, they burn them down till there's nothing left but bones. Okay, at this stage they pop the head off. Okay, just yeah, make sure it's not connected to anything. Just give it a little pink. Yeah. <sighs> they also remove the leg bones, and that's when they were again returned to the ground. But this was like with JB. They were laid with the thigh bones across the chest. Yeah. And the skull was placed up in the chest cavity of the ribs, face down. Who was leading this? I want to know. <laughs> who's who's the one who had like, nah, nah, this is how you're supposed to deal with vampires. Yeah, totally. Like, oh my God, it says here in the book, right? This <laughs> just just holding this it. fucking picture of a, like a cow carcass upside down. <laughs> this is Cousin Cletus that we can't trust because he's always lighting fires. <laughs> Like there was probably like one person in the whole state who could read, and everyone else would just be like looking at like it was a fucking math textbook, going, "Yeah, no, this is clearly I totally I've read it. Oh my yeah. god, I told you guys like I'm really smart." Yeah, and it totally says we got to like cut the head off, put it in his chest. chest? It was just someone with a sick fetish. He yeah. was just like, "Yeah, put it in the chest." <laughs> <laughs> No, no, make sure the mum does it. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Turns out the family were not alone when they did this. What? Turns out a huge crowd came out to witness the family exhume and burn their family members. See, when people complain these days that there are actual fans for Nickelback, uh-huh. I, I'm just like, what's this is the alternative back yeah. in the day. This is this is the 18th century Nickelback. But <laughs> Look at this skull in the chest. <laughs> so, huge crowd, huge crowd. Not only did a huge crowd came out, local newspaper. Of course they did. Covered the story. These local newspaper dudes were fucking ghouls, man. Wrote a little article about it. Of course he did. <laughs> Holy shit, I bet this is... These these guys were worse than the Murdoch press. <laughs> it was the 1800s. What else are you going to talk about? But this, I mean, this, you know, this newspapers are built on this sort of <laughs> sick fascination shit. <laughs> Maybe we can get it syndicated across the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if it pops up and eats everybody while they're there? Oh, my God. Better take the illustrator just in case. 
<laughs> some guy really quickly <laughs> do the bloodbath. <laughs> Make sure you get the terror in their eyes, Billy. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, yeah, they build them up. They burnt them, mishmashed them about, <laughs> buried them back in the ground again. But what do you know? Henry died anyway. Yeah. But none of the other family members would be lost. Mm. Presumably because the family also burnt old Henry the second that he stopped breathing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, probably got rid of the fucking source of the illness. It was Henry all along. Yeah. Bastard. That's... So, yeah, they no doubt, you know, burnt him on, on passing. And then they heralded their vampire activities of success. Of course. Huzzah! Can you imagine the street signs? Officially vampire free for 338 days. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so fantastic. Now, but this was not the only time a vampire battle would be fought in Connecticut during this period. No. Historians finding reports that around <coughs> 80, 80. 80. 80. Yeah. 80 different suspected vampire coffins were dealt with in this fashion. A journal from a traveling minister of the day. Yeah. Who witnessed one of these spectacles on September the 3rd, 1810, described it in his journal. Everyone had a fucking journal back then. What else were you do? Oh, we've got a podcast. We can't get to <laughs> Oh, my God. This is literally. <laughs> oh, my God. We would literally, we would be there at the vampire burning. Just like, and now he is raising uh, the chest up into the air. What a can. That would be you and I. <laughs> Nothing but net. <laughs> the travelling minister described the, and quote. Okay. Okay. Mouldy spectacle. Mouldy spectacle. Mouldy spectacle. As a solemn sight. I can imagine it would be. Juicy. That's juicy. what he wanted to say. Oh, juicy. Oh, no, you know, it's not juicy. That corpse was moist. Oh. Oh. Sometimes the burial, the burial fight... Would be done by family, sometimes by families and neighbours. Yeah. Sometimes families, neighbours and the wider family community. Yeah. Other incidents, the town leaders got involved and voted for the fight to be undertaken. (laughs) There are even examples where either a doctor or a clergyman have not only given their blessing for the ritual, but actually pitched in to help. Of course they did. Oh, my Lord. How would you have much confidence in your doctor if you saw him digging a dead person up to because you were like, oh, they're clearly they're a vampire and they're killing my other patients at night. Not me. Not me. It's a vampire. I'm not testing out milk blood transfusions. (laughs) Yeah, I am looking at all of these doctors. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and yeah. in the US, they'd probably still give you a huge bill at the end of it. <laughs> One vampire exorcism, <laughs> 30 hogheads of whiskey. What? Your whole family's crippled into debt. They take your mud hut. <laughs> I've only got southern dollars. <laughs> if you weren't going to pay, shouldn't have become a vampire. <laughs> uh, 
Now, some historians have suggested that the Ray family learnt how to deal with the vampires and rearrange their bones from an incident in the <coughs> late 1820s and early 30s. Yeah. So, 1820, 1830 in their area involving the Barber family. When Nicholas Barber, who was age 12, and his mother died after falling ill after slowly wasting away for a long time. Yeah. They were buried five years after Nicholas's father, John Barber, JB, had been laid to rest. The community reacted totally appropriately to this family tragedy. A respectful mass followed by a wake. They realised immediately that John Barber was in fact a vampire Mm. and had secretly been rising from the grave each night to feed on his 12-year-old son and his wife. So they dug up his devil red coffin. Ha! More proof. Thank you very much. They decapitated the skull and the leg bones, burning all that was left on the body and arranged the skull and legs across the body, ensuring he would no more feed on the living. When you hear stories like this, you realise that Fox News really didn't have to work all that hard, no. did they? To create the Marjorie Taylor Greens of this world. <laughs> they were always there. Oh, they were always ready to go. Yeah. And historians believe that this incident was used as the blueprint in the Ray's battle. So it was probable that one of them had been yeah. um, at <laughs> the, thing. Know, the burning yeah. of the Barber family, saw it. <laughs> And then, but then, oh, ironically, when they went there, they might have got something that was passed on. Yeah, maybe. Brought it back to their family. Yeah, and just anyway. breathe in deeply. <sighs> now, in other cases, bodies were simply flipped over to confuse the corpse <laughs> and were buried face down. Uh, uh, so when the vampire comes to unbox it, he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, and would just start digging, thinking he's digging his way out, but in fact just digs himself further into the ground. Oh, that's so good. How good is that? That is so good. Oh, my God. I bet you that guy went on to become mayor. Oh, no, absolutely. (laughs) What you got to do is bury him face down. So fucking 300 years later in China. (laughs) Cowboy vampires. Oh, my God. Actually, oh, my God, I only have one survival tip for an avalanche. What's that? Okay. If you ever get caught in an avalanche, and then obviously after all the confusion when you stop twirling around, yeah. and you're un- if you're under the snow, yeah. obviously you're going to freak out and want to dig your way out. Yeah. Before you do that, do you know what you should do? No. Dribble. Dribble. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, so gravity. Yeah, because dr- gravity will show you which way is actually up. Because there have been like dozens of cases where people have actually survived the avalanche and then desperately dug and dug and dug. They thought to try and dig themselves out. In fact, they just dug deeper into the snow and died. There you go. So, yeah, dribble and you'll see where it's, yeah, which way is up. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, when you come back as a parasitic vampire, yeah. when you wake up in the mornings, I know you're a bit groggy. First thing, <laughs> have a bit of a dribble. Can do. You <laughs> You, you can relate to that, can't you? First thing in the morning, have a little bit of a dribble. <laughs> I'm still imagining some cowboy vampires in China just all working in the iPhone factory now. You're not sick. Get back to work. <laughs> I'm dead. Fuck off. <laughs> 
fingers literally falling into the back of an iPhone. <laughs> Sleep when you're double dead. We've got iPhones. Oh my god! Wait till Bezos hears that you oh, can like yeah. employ that. You can you unionize if you're already dead? Probably not. Really? Probably not. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so some poor souls were simply just flipped over. That's funny. Or somebody was found flipping someone over in the cemetery. <laughs> and it's like, they're a vampire! They're a vampire! Oh, sorry, my pants fell. Yeah, well, oh my God. I was, I was at such a... I was uh, taking a shit. And <laughs> I thought, wow, I could do this in a in a hurry. And <laughs> the excitement caused my erection. Um, so they were buried face down, the unlucky ones. Uh, that's a Pogue song. <laughs> I found my wife. Face down in a hole. <laughs> Dirty old Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. The, the Grammys will give an award to literally <laughs> fucking anyone for anything. Apparently yeah. this is the shit they like. Yeah. <laughs> it's slightly abusive to women. Well, fuck it. There's our Grammy. <laughs> there we go. The best comedy album. It's The Graveyard Rapist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> <sighs> oh. <sighs> Oh, my God. And it is, because if they can't give consent, it's a no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (sighs) There's no no in necrophile. Is there? (laughs) Oh, my God. There are so many no's in necrophile. (laughs) So many no's. There's no from the police. There's no from the judge. There's no from common decency. I think there's a no from the both of us. Or one of us. Uh. Oh, my God. But yes, uh, unfortunately, or luckily, that was not the more common option. The more frequent option was to burn the heart and the body and cut off the head. Yeah. The people who would attend these things could range anywhere from a small group to almost a bloody town festival. (laughs) In 1793, it was reported that hundreds of people showed up to watch a vampire heart being burned in a blacksmith's forge in 1793 in the US. I reckon I've got that album. (laughs) But again... What else? You, that's your day out. Yeah. 1793, you either go to watch someone die, you know, another kid to be born. Yeah. Or a vampire's heart being burnt. I know. I know which one I'm going to. Exactly. Oh, my God. Just imagine there's some, like, teenager going, oh, it gets the girl so horny. Watching a vampire heart get murdered. Oh, Lord. She'll make out with me in the back of the carriage. <laughs> make out with me in the back of the coffin. Oh, Lord. Now, the vampires. Yeah. Or perhaps possibly simply the myth of vampires came with the mostly European colonists where the existence of vampires were a long-held belief. Yes. (laughs) What's funny is I actually found an article from the Boston Courier. Oh, we've, we've said this before. I can't do a Boston accent. Boston. Yeah, want like, some clam chowder? That's more um, Long Island. Oh, that's all I've got. What? I, I can never do it. Do you oh. want? 
Forget about it. That's <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Wait, no. Is, is, is Matt Damon, is he from Boston? Um, I don't know. MG's in Boston. I don't know. Uh, okay. Um, so anyway, the Boston Courier did a, an, an article in their paper six years after the Ray family vampire bonfire. Yeah. They decided to just, you know, pour a bit of scorn over belief in okay. such things. Yeah. Okay. Strange superstition. <laughs> the Norwich Courier relates strange and almost incredible tale of superstition recently enacted in Jewett City in that vicinity. I don't know what that accent is, but you are the receptionist in Ghostbusters. <laughs> we got one! What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Almost six years ago, Horace Ray of Griswold died of consumption. Since that time, two of his children grown up have died of the same disease. The last one died some two years since. Not long ago, the same fatal disease seized upon another son. Whereupon it was determined to exhume the bodies of the two brothers already dead and burn them because the dead were supposed to feed upon the living. That's all kinds of fucked up. (laughs) And so long as the dead body remained in a state of decomposition, either wholly or in part, the surviving members of the family must continue to furnish the sustenance on which the dead body fed. Fuck it. The newspapers were definitely a better read back then. <laughs> Very few stories about Rebel Wilson's weight loss. Oh, yeah, yeah. But no. even then, they would have been going, she's wasting away, it's yeah. a vampire. Vampire! <laughs> no, that's just her movies that suck. Acting under the influence of this strange superstition, the family and friends of the deceased proceeded to the burial ground at Jewett City, dug up the dead bodies of their deceased brothers, and burned them on the spot. It seems impossible to believe that such dark ignorance and folly could exist in the middle of the 19th century (laughs) and is in a state calling itself enlightened and Christian. Fair point. When you're enlightened by the the fire of burning vampire hearts. <laughs> but I just love it. Like, even in the, like, the 1850s, they're like, you superstitious crack balls. <laughs> and then set some women on fire <laughs> for being witches. Um, <laughs> like, oh, my God. But I also found there was this other um, little document. Oh, wow. Printed. Look at that. Is Pennywise going to jump out of that? Fuck me dead. It just says, believe in vampires. Rhode Islanders who are sure they do exist. Smaller writing. Instances told of where the living have been attacked and preyed upon by these representatives of an unseen world. I love it. Vampires have official representatives. They do, I can't even get a manager. Fuck. <laughs> 
tried being undead and I love it. <laughs> so someone's drawn a little picture and here's like a vampire hunter with like his little pointy stick. Yep. And there's some horses, you know, dragging some wood off, obviously, to burn the body. Yeah. Um, and he is just described as a member of the anti-vampire party. It looks like one of those New Yorker cartoons that just isn't funny. But <laughs> <laughs> like, this is just clip art. Like, I, I think they've just taken some fucking 1800s clip art. <laughs> just use that. You're, yeah, you're just still, like, angry that they've got representation. <laughs> what do I have to do, man? This is amazing. I can't believe they did this. Yeah, how good is that? That's awesome. Oh, but so yeah, so there they were in the mid, you know, eighteen hundreds. You know, chucking shade. Yeah. You know, on these people just because they burnt, you know, their wife and children for being vampires. <sighs> but the weird thing is, even now, two hundred years later, we still see these myths in death and its customs all around us to this day. Do we? Like. Um, in some households, they still mirrors are covered in a in a house where a dead person lay. Um, that is so that the dead will not see themselves in the mirror and become trapped on earth. Ah, I just turn around the pictures of my grandma when I jerk off. Yeah, I want, you mean you turn them to you? <laughs> turn them forward. I wear a U.S. military uniform just to remind her of the old days. <laughs> oh, now. Have you also noticed that corpses are always carried out feet first? No. Well, that's done to prevent them returning. Is it? You keep an eye on it next time. It's not because that's the light end? No, it's, it's, the, it's the myth. You carry them feet first, so it sort of it throws them out. They can't just step up and walk back. Okay. Yeah. There you go. And that's why, I don't know if you've ever heard, there's also a, like, a... A tale, like a myth, that why your bed should never face the door. Your te- your feet shouldn't point towards the door, like directly exit the door. Oh, so you don't get like a Kubrickian center point perspective view of a specter. Um, yeah, or you know that, or so you don't curse yourself and you know come back because that's what you do when you're dead. Yeah. So you don't want to get your body confused. Right. You know, when you die. Fair enough. You know, your spirit will be, oh, what if you die in your bed? Oh, it's going to come back straight away. Like, oh. oh. Some all very sound principles. <laughs> now, some large makers, if you've ever noticed where there's a large marker is placed in the middle of the grave, not at the head of the grave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was used by some people as a deterrent to keep the dead down. Yeah, well, body snatching was real, wasn't it? Basically, put a put a weight on them. <laughs> no, this wasn't even just to keep the this wasn't to keep the people out. Oh. This was to stop people getting out. Oh, if you had a fucker and you wanted to make sure they stayed six feet under, put a two hundred pound fucking cherub on their chest. Yeah, keep any fucker down. <laughs> I'll lay a cherub on your chest. Oh. <laughs> the other thing is, have you ever wondered why all those old cemeteries? Had iron fences? No, now that I have wondered. It wasn't to keep leaving to keep the living out, but it was to keep the dead in, as it was believed that spirits could not pass through iron. Well, yeah, okay. It's also the same. Sometimes you'll see graves where they have you know that fancy sort of iron, yeah. you know, work around the grave. That's where, like, if you had the money. 
you could do that to make sure that the soul stayed at rest. Because say maybe you're in a poorer area, you don't want to pay for all these other fuckers yeah. get their you know eternal life, whatever. Fuck off. You just pay for your loved one to have iron put around their grave to make sure that they were stayed in their grave and were able to pass on to the next world. Even in death, gated communities for the rich. Exactly. Get fucked. <laughs> get Even off my ghost lawn. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was believed that ghosts can't pass through iron. That's, there you go. That's some fucking whack theories. So, we, well, I, I was going to say, when we start, like, when we go ghost hunting, I'm just going to nip down to the hardware shop. Yeah. And I'm going to buy some little iron, like, railings, just in case. I need to make myself a little emergency circle. <laughs> just till dawn. Man. Yeah, fair enough. Just till dawn. Yeah. <laughs> Now, as technology has advanced, science has been able to perform more and more tests on the dismembered skeleton JB found at the beginning of the episode. Right. It turns out JB the vampire was actually just a hardworking farmer who had the misfortune, like his whole family, to contract and die for the consumption. The TB... The tuberculosis, yep, as we know, a bacterial infection that makes you weak. Yep, it can take years to kill you, and is most likely spread between family members and close contacts. Just like a vampire, <laughs> only the dead will ever know what happened in Jewett City, Connecticut. That's why it was called consumption, because they consume you. From the inside out. Mm. So, yeah. Um, This, of course, was actually all part of... um, There was actually a phenomenon at the time. America actually went under a vampire panic. Really? That's what I was saying. They were saying like over 80 different graves were molested um, (laughs) during the Great Vampire Panic. And there is actually another really well-documented story of the Vampire Panic, which we'll go into at a later episode. Okay. Um, Yeah, basically just a lot more people just like, oh, Bob seems a bit down today. (laughs) Oh, my God. Vampires. I wonder if they had like a men's health movement. Like they have now, like it's okay to talk about being bitten by a vampire. Yeah. It doesn't make you weak. We all think about being molested by a succubus. <laughs> Real men get bitten, you know. <laughs> exactly, man. Real. Share your story with us, you know. It's not just. T- oh no, there's also some guy who's like, oh yeah, well, you know, like. I bet you a woman birthed the vampire. <laughs> and, like women would stop, you know, giving birth to vampires, and you know, shit, they won't have birth with me. <laughs> Shut up, make a baby, and you know, why am I so lonely? <laughs> that would have been doubly lonely because they didn't have four chan. <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> Peppy the frog was an actual frog. <laughs> Just inappropriately rubbing itself. (laughs) (laughs) That's my amphibious flashlight. (laughs) Found him in a pond. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, there's some things that you used to think, what did people do before such and such was invented? You know what? There's some things, don't think about it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Don't think about it. God doesn't want you to, to God doesn't want you to think about it. I'm no longer going to protest when people talk about watching Dancing with the Stars and American Idol because they could be out desecrating graves and burning corpses. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Stay home mollified people. And <laughs> just remember, if you do ever go get caught flipping a body over in a cemetery, uh, just remember vampire defense. Yeah, absolutely. Add that to your repertoire. <laughs> so we got gay panic uh-huh. and the vampire defense. Yeah. And possibly she's a woman, therefore deserved it. Yeah, of course, this is... The uh, cornerstones of the legal system back then. Aren't these literally just um, the titles um, of the tracks on the Louis C.K. <laughs> Grammy Award winning album? Is, I'm really sure they are, aren't they? Aren't they? Fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. You know, we're, we're, we're shitting on these people for like digging up vampires. You know what? At least they didn't give a fucking sex pervert a Grammy. Exactly. Uh, <sighs> Although they would have if they could have. <laughs> At least they would have had the common decency to like dig out his heart cavity and set it on fire. <sighs> uh, give the sad clown that jerks off in front of people a fucking award. Oh my god! You know what? Did they just give him the award? Well, they're like, quick, just put something in his hand, <laughs> anything to keep it busy. Uh, oh, if that's the case, oh my god! But just remember. Um, Especially, you know, when, when it is that time of the month, uh, <laughs> real vampires <laughs> munch the carpet. And remember, if you work in the comedy industry and a balding Mexican man with a Polish name corners you in a room, you don't have to look at the dick. You don't. And you don't have to give the kind of Grammy. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. Let's stop this madness. Uh...